Welcome to This Means War, a new podcast that look at how wars are being fought around the world today and what this means for the future. I'll ask guests to get into these topics primarily through a military lens, but I also plan at this stage on bringing in economic and diplomatic leaders too, maybe even going further in the future into moral, ethical and cultural aspects. I'm Peter Roberts, your host, ensconced in a subterranean warren on the south coast of the UK. Now, if you recognise my voice, you might recall that I hosted a surprisingly popular, if somewhat niche show called The Western Way of War when I was working at a little think tank in London called the Royal United Services Institute. Starting this podcast is a response to all those who got in touch after the show ended to press for more. Now, Getting out on this journey with a new show required a lot of help, so I'm delighted to be joined by my old comrade, Joe Bundo, to test out some of the initial questions and help introduce the show in this teaser episode. Joe, welcome to This Means War. Thanks for having me on this pilot episode. Who is the audience of the show? Who am I aiming this at? Well, I'm guessing the audience will be primarily those intellectually curious people who, for some reason or other, want to look at the world through fresh eyes, whose viewing of contemporary conflicts through the snippets on mainstream and social media just aren't enough. Those who really aren't satisfied by the occasional article in papers or magazines who want to know more, the kind of stuff you might read in specialist literature or journals but don't have the access and more widely for people who just want to understand fighting and what it means for them now and potentially in the future. Now, there are some really good podcasts out there that I can't compete with, especially those from the Modern Warfare Institute at West Point. I doff my cap to those doyens of military affairs, but I hope we'll offer a different voice, a different perspective and some thought-provoking chat. Why are you the right person to start this and why now? Why do I think I can help us get through a conversation that continues to grow in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2022 and build a podcast that responds to the listener? That's a really good question. My own background is a mix. Sometime in the military, then I went to RUSI and ran a research group full of smart, geeky people who live for research on military matters, especially those related to conflict. And towards the end of that period, I started this podcast called The Western Way of War, which ran for 70-odd episodes. And that show evolved on the basis of listener comments and recommendations. This one will be no different. But the Russian invasion of Ukraine has stimulated considerable outpouring of emotion, passion and commentary, not to mention the death and destruction that always accompanies war. The same level of interest by the general publics of Europe, America and Australasia wasn't present for the wars in Iraq or Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen, across sub-Saharan Africa, or during the bloody civil wars and engagements fought elsewhere around the globe in the last decade or so. And whilst the border clashes between China and India could have started something much more catastrophic than what started in Ukraine earlier this year, it received little attention in terms of debate and discussion in diplomatic, political, economic or military circles, let alone failing to capture the imagination of the international public. I want to explore why this is, and talking to people in the profession of arms and the wider community, I understand they're curious too. What does this mean for what you're going to be asking in this show? So this leads me to the crux of the issues. Why do some wars gather interest, in some cases even retain that interest, and some just pass unnoticed? Is this just a case as to what floats some journalists' attention? Is it the physical geography, the geographic proximity to where people live? Is this about death and destruction happening to people who look like you? Is it some analyst in an intelligence shop somewhere determining that this needs to get the attention of ministers and so becomes a political potato? 
Could it possibly be related to ideological or sociolinguistics? Is it simply that the public likes a David or Goliath story? Or are some wars just simply more important than others? And who decides that? I want to try and find out, but also to democratise some of these experiences. Was the use of chemical weapons in Syria more than 200 times since 2013 less important than a predictable invasion of Ukraine by Russian forces? Why didn't that invasion run according to what all Western militaries have been predicted? Lots of little green men and cyber attacks and political subterfuge. Instead, we saw this massed conventional forces making regular, as opposed to irregular, war. We've witnessed the realities of poor planning, bad intel, false preconceptions, failures of investment in logistics, and perhaps most worryingly, a sudden comprehension that in war, you use a lot more ammo and weapons and people than had been a core part of our planning assumptions. I want to look at this in some detail. For example, how much of the world's Javelin missile stocks have been used in the past few months in Ukraine and how quickly could these be replenished? I think the answers to this and other questions might shock listeners. Critically, we need to try and understand why we aren't having these discussions more openly. What else have we been missing by slavishly reading about what we're told is important? I also want to look at some of the deeper issues around why wars start and how they're conducted in political, economic, informational and diplomatic terms, as well as military ones. And which of those are the critical questions you want to ask? The most important question I want to dig into is about how wars end. Ending wars is rarely anything other than a Gordian knot. Through history, few leaders have been able to deliver a lasting peace. Treaties are often written by those still immersed in the passion and emotion of conflicts which lead to painful outcomes in terms of reparations and recriminations and repercussions. Often, these have led to short periods of peace, but also as harbingers of greater, long-term, even more violent and widespread conflict. But we also need to examine why wars start. Wars are fought to achieve the results that politicians decide cannot be gained by persuasion, negotiation or threat. But not all wars have begun as a last result when there was no alternative. Nations go to war because they believe they have the capacity to succeed. Given all that, and your background, there must be some preconceptions you have about this topic, just like you did about the Western way of war in the other show. What are these? There are five principles I'd like to add to the discussion over the course of the series. First, that wars are defined by their limits, not their extremities. Concepts of total war, absolute war and total victory are theoretical abstractions. They become distractions to reality. Second, that war's original aims and methods are constantly revised by the stresses and strains of war itself. It's a fluid and dynamic process. The rules of war are uneven. One side may obey a certain set of behaviours, another belligerent might not. This is not about what military people call rules of engagement, although it's closely related to it but rather about how far leaders are willing to go in order to achieve their aims and objectives. And here, we need to be careful not making this about purely a Western set of principles, because warfare is a dynamic, right? It's an interaction, necessarily combative, between parties with usually different principles, morals and ethics at their core. Third, in every war, all sides converge to a ceasefire based on an agreement to stop fighting. How soon this is depends on the mindset of relevant leaders as well as the military and economic means at their disposal. Fourth, that the public face of war is cosmopolitan and distributed. It's impossible to isolate fighting or quarantine it for the influence of the wider world. 
Yet we must also acknowledge that publics are not witnesses to the intensity of the battlefield, that the media might not be showing every aspect or side of a conflict. Historically, we called some of this propaganda, but this is also a bias that is applied to war reporting that's somewhat painful to overturn. Being open to hearing the other side really goes against the grain. And fifth, the terminal campaign has the greatest influence over the manner in which it ends, but this is not necessarily the final fight. To me, at least, these are important principles to examine and important questions to answer. We won't solve them all, but what we want to do is open the door on the discussion and make it accessible. And whatever my agenda, and I like a good discussion with my guests more than anything else, so apologies in advance if I get distracted and don't achieve the lofty aims articulated here. Thanks for the grilling, Joe. Good luck with the show. I hope the listeners will consider tuning in for our episodes, leave a rating or even subscribe on any one of our channels it'll be available on. The show is produced by Kieran Yates and Joe Bundo, sponsored by Raytheon UK. It's a production for the Wavell Room, the home of intellectual curiosity and challenging thinking for British military professionals. Thanks for listening. <laughs>